What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Trophy Talk podcast. It's episode number 44. Today, I am joined by Prince. Hey there. And Ace. Hello. So, we've got some interesting news to talk about. There is the removal of the world's fastest platinum from the PSN store. Um, the lead of Arcane Studios has left Arcane Studios. We've got our PS Plus games for the month. And then uh, we're going to go over how the poll from last week uh, shook out. Uh, but first, a uh, bit of housekeeping. The Alphabet Challenge is now taking registrants. So if you go over to the site, you can sign up and participate in the Alphabet Challenge. The Alphabet um, Challenge on True Trophies. On TrueTrophies.com. Uh, this is uh, our first um, community challenge, right? Is that what it's categorized as? Uh, I, I guess. I mean, this is not the first community event. Yes. Um, but the first challenge, I believe. Um, so as opposed to um, many of the other events like Leapfrog and the Bean Dive, which are more competitive, this is almost like a, a co-op sort of. I mean, everybody doesn't have to team up, but it, it's not really competitive. You're just trying to make it through the gauntlet. Um, have either yeah. of you done this yet? Uh, nope. For TA, I believe they did it already. Um, so basically the way it works is you you start off with the letter A. And you have to try and unlock a trophy that begins with the letter A. And then <laughs> once you've unlocked a trophy with the letter A, you move to letter B. Uh. Now, if, if, you unlock, if you unlock a trophy that starts with the letter B before you do one with the letter A, it doesn't count. Mm-hmm. So you got to do them in order. Ugh. And, and the, goal, the goal is to make it through all 26 letters of the alphabet. Uh, odd characters like uh, letters with umlauts and stuff like that don't actually count. It's going to be just the regular uh, 26 English letters of the alphabet. Um, and then once you get to the end, you get a nifty new little badge to stick on your profile. Mm. Ah. So go. you want to go sign up because uh, I think the competition starts on the 5th, which is just a couple days from today and even less time from when you hear this. So go. Now go that you mention it, um, we have new badges on the site since the last time we recorded. Oh, yes, I didn't mean to, uh, because I thought it was kind of funny that I ran a poll last week and basically asked what everybody's favorite badge was, and yeah. then they went and updated all of the badges. <laughs> um, no, it was so, planned. You knew ahead. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? No, I, it's, I had no idea. Um, so, yeah, so... The uh, the badges got a, a revamp, and it actually it's pretty cool. Uh, the instead of using pictures and icons, it's using uh, font. So mm. it's basically just a colored square and a font. And what it does is it speeds up loading, especially on pages with like comments and tons of people with separate badges and all that kind of stuff. So uh, if you go to your own profile, probably the best way to look at it, uh, you can check it out there and see what it looks like in action. And if you go to the site, there is an article about it. So you can get an idea of what all the various badges are and more importantly, what all of the colors represent mm. uh, because it kind of, it's nice to know where you fall. Like Go for gold. Like, gold is good. Uh, red was actually pretty good. At first I was like, oh man, red, that, that seems like it would be terrible, but that's actually a pretty good one. Um, so like I said, if you go and check out the site, there's an article about uh, all of the new badge layouts and the expanded badges. Some of them are just larger and give more information um, and all that. So definitely a good idea to go and do that. So news. 
Uh, there wasn't a lot of news, but there's a couple of interesting bits in here. The uh, One of the co-founders, if I'm not mistaken, of Play Dead, the people that made Inside and Limbo, has left the studio. From what I understand, it's rumored not on great terms. Uh, he has gone and made his own studio called Jump Ship mm. and has announced a new game called Somerville, which is, just for the record, S-O-M, not S-U-M. Just making it difficult. Yeah, uh, SomervilleGame.com or something like that. Um, if you can find, there's there's a pretty interesting uh, video of that. It's very um, simple. It kind of there's looks like there's some kind of alien invasion going on, and some ships shooting at other ships, and all that kind of stuff in like the I don't know American Midwest. Maybe it looks like some kind of farm or something. Um, and that's about all we know. Uh, it looks like, from the perspective, it could be like a 2D game, and it could be very Limbo-esque, but we didn't see any actual movement in the foreground of the video, so... Okay. Who knows? Hmm. Are we excited at all? Because it doesn't sound like it. <laughs> uh, no, not really. <laughs> I know that some people are big fans of Inside, but I don't think that one dev makes a studio. No, certainly not. We'll we'll see how it goes. I mean, it's um, it essentially we've seen this play out rather recently with um, oh god, the people that made Journey. One of them split off, made his own studio, and then oh, yeah. did well. Actually, Absu was quite a good Abzu. game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we don't know how this will turn out. So we've we've seen this play out, and Abzu was a good game. It wasn't Journey, but mm. it was a pretty good game. So hopefully, this just means that there's potentially more good games coming out. Mm. Uh, but obviously we'll have to wait and see until the game actually releases. Mm. Uh, speaking of one man not making a studio, uh, the president of Arcane Studios, who did um, Prey and um, Dishonored, President Raphael Colantonio, has left the studio and is taking some time off. Okay. Uh, apparently he... Same. Yeah, so, uh, you know, people are like, oh my god, what's going on? He's going to leave, Arcane's going to fall apart, uh, did he get kicked out because the games weren't doing well? Eh, it just seems like he's taking some time off. Mm-hmm. Um, the he, he said he wanted to take some time off, spend some time with his son, and reevaluate things. So, mm-hmm. I think it's um, it's a good thing for studios to have different develop um, not developers, um, directors. Yeah, uh, different directors across their games and their um, within a series even because I was looking at the number of different directors that have made Final Fantasy games and it's a lot more than you might think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. I think that's always going to be a good thing. Even you know, it, it doesn't always work out in um, very planned series of games, um, but even in game series, it's sometimes a good good to have a different head come in and look at what works and what doesn't be a little bit more dispassionate about it mm. and reapproach the project. So hopefully there's more potential here. Uh, I mean, they've made pretty good games and I, I doubt they would have made such good games if they didn't have other good people there. So mm-hmm. who knows how things will go, but uh, hopefully, I mean, it's got to be good for him too i'm sure he, he's been working in the industry for what was it like 17 years or something 
So a little bit of time off to spend time with family is probably not a bad idea. Yeah, have a rest, man. <laughs> yeah, and, and then and then what will happen is he'll take some time off and then he'll come back refreshed and then, you know, make his opus or something <laughs> with any luck. Mm, give it a shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so Fumito Ueda, uh, the maker of Eco, uh, uh, The Last Guardian, and of course Shadow of the Colossus, had submitted ideas for the remake of Shadow of the Colossus. He has no idea if they will be using any of his ideas. Uh, he did note that they he, he does not think that there needs to be more than the original 16 colossi in mm. the game even though some were cut from the game he thinks 16 seems to be just fine mm-hmm. so that's cool um so that's that's something we know that's a that seems to be a, the most solid bit of information that we have aside from who's working on the game well they did say it would be the same content and obviously right. that could be not true or it could change but they said um quite specifically it would be the same content so i assume it's going to be a fairly minimalistic remaster yeah, um, mm. which is just fine. You know, I mean, it's one of those things like if, if they were like 75% done at the time and they just didn't make the final cut and they, you know, polish those up and put them into the game or something, that'd, that'd be interesting. Maybe they'll make a DLC or something. Who knows? Uh, but he, he declined to share what he gave them for ideas. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> make it good. <laughs> Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> not saying it's not good, but, you know, as an instruction, that's generally a good direction. Yeah, yeah. Give him a pat on the back. A bit vague. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. And then uh, just a small bit of news. Pinball FX3 has been announced. Uh, why are we talking about that? Well, it's been a long, long time since the second one came out, and a lot of trophy hunters really like that game. So... It seems to never end. Yeah. There's like a billion DLCs for Pimple FX, too. Yeah, uh, and clearly people were buying them, because otherwise they would would have stopped coming out, but they kept coming out. So, for those of you that are interested in the series, another one's coming out. And you're really not on good terms with your wallet. <laughs> yes, that too. <laughs> yeah, it'll it'll nickel and dime you all the way, for every last trophy. So... As you can tell, it's been a relatively slow news week, nothing too big going on, except perhaps you've heard of the world's fastest platinum. Uh, That or the world's fastest Sony pull from their store. Yeah, right. (laughs) No, I don't Uh, know about that. Yeah, so the company put up a game called, what was it, Five Star Top rated uh, sorry five star 1000 top rated that's the name of the game it was just 98 cents it was on playstation 4 and it literally said in the description that it, it was claiming to be the world's fastest platinum you could do it in like 20 minutes or something like that it was actually saying that in the store description i don't think 20 minutes is that fast wasn't avatar as a 1k like a 15 or 10 minutes uh, maybe even le- uh, less than that. I think you needed to get a um, combo of 
I don't know if it was a hundred or a thousand, but basically you just kept hitting the button. So mm-hmm. these people clearly didn't do their research, but hey, you know, it's marketing. They don't really care if somebody else can do it faster. <laughs> they just care about claiming that they can do it faster. Well, um, they called it five star, a thousand top rated, which isn't even, doesn't even make sense. So. Yeah, I, I don't even really understand what that's about. Uh, the game apparently is just a bunch of 4K wallpapers that you uh, sort of, they're basically puzzles and you just put them together. And then you they're apparently very simple. You can do them very quickly. And then when you put them all together, you've got a bunch of trophies and a platinum. Uh, so isn't that lovely? <laughs> but the thing is that um, Sony says... Um, it's down because, well, no, uh, reportedly, um, mm-hmm. I suppose, Sony says they want them to remove any mention of trophies in the name or oh, the description, I assume. Um, yeah. So basically just stop it, stop having a stupid name and right. uh, just release your game. They didn't say that the content's unallowed, disallowed. Yeah. Well, and I'm, that's kind of the thing too, isn't it? It's like, well, I mean you defend all sorts of things as, as games or art or whatever. And it's like, well, I wouldn't, so de- it's a puzzle. It's I, a puzzle game. Yeah. You know? I wouldn't, I wouldn't defend it, but wasn't there one not long ago about tapping a jar of mayonnaise? Well, <laughs> yes. I mean, this is, this is literally like you, you saw that game come out and Sony did absolutely nothing about that. And now here we are. I think we all are not surprised that we ended up here. Yeah. Uh, I think it's because it was the blatantness in the, in the title, wasn't it? It's just like, it's just a quick, easy platinum. Yeah, that's really what it comes down to is the marketing. That seems to be what Sony was kind of peeved about was the marketing, the the inclusion of it in the description that Sony posted on its own servers. I mean, <laughs> way to go, Sony, on, on, you know, checking these games out that you didn't even bother to check the description. No, I mean, someone could have approved it as being like meeting all the criteria but then someone else could have said yeah that meets all the criteria but it's stupid so let's change it yeah yeah so whatever the case this is a really bizarre thing to have happen and sony seems to be ticked off about the advertising but not the game which is fine you know what i don't care if you're not ticked off about the game um, I mean, and, and it's not going to stop this company from advertising it as the world's fastest platinum. They're just not going to do it on the PlayStation Store. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not really have... marketing. It's because the marketing is external to the store. It's just the labeling, really. True. True. Yeah. It's the ver- visual merchandising. <laughs> mm. uh, so do you guys have thoughts about this? Anything that overly concerns you or? I mean, it's fine i mean it's if anything it's surprising that it's taken us what nearly 10 years to get to this um i well mayo is a good example as another thing but one that's yeah. openly made just to be a, a trophy mm-hmm. um like it's <laughs> i'm trying to avoid also, saying rude words but yeah yeah uh it's also worth mentioning from what i understand and i obviously i haven't played it because I'm, I'm not that low uh, but, uh, apparently it, it advertises in the game for a website that sells PS4 wallpapers. Okay. So basically mm-hmm. this is just them trying to get you to go to the website and buy PS4 wallpapers, which is really what they make their money on. Why would so, they buy PS4 wall- 
You just take any of a billion pictures on the internet and put it on your PS4. Well, that you didn't have that to start yeah. with, did you? No, but the, Sony's put the feature in. It's not thanks to them. They don't have some custom code going. Oh, okay. right. Well, yeah. Yeah. If it was yeah. a custom theme, then we'd be talking about money. Okay. But just a wallpaper is a picture. It's it's just interesting because you know, as people that are obsessed with achievements and trophies, part of me is like, "Are you kidding? <laughs> a platinum in like twenty minutes? I'm down for this." <laughs> and the other part of me is slightly disgusted that it's come to this. So I guess yeah. I'm kind of a hypocrite in some ways, <laughs> you know. No, I never do that. I don't think that's right. I mean, yeah, if you really must, but you don't gain anything. So just play good games and complete them for the gen, like for the experience of completing them. And I guess that's really. So I guess that's kind of the problem. Is ideally we're buying our games based on the content of the game, not yeah. the trophies. Mm-hmm. But we do buy games based on their trophies because let's be real. I'm sure. I know I have, and I'm sure both of you have totally checked out a trophy list before you bought a game. Well, it's a part of the game. If you think <laughs> if you've got a game like uh, what's a game that had really like unlikable multiplayer trophies, um, like Batman Arkham, what was it Origins? Um, yes. And if you object to that part of the game, you don't buy it. That's fine. If you object to the trophies because they're like they want you to do a billion hours and they want you to use a million microtransactions, then you don't buy it because that's a part of the game. But if you're like, oh, this game is quite good and the trophies are going to be a bonus, that's part of the game in a positive sense. So Mm -hmm. it's all like relative. You have to consider If you think here that this game is crap, but the trophies are good and you think that's worth a dollar to you, then, you know, that's your judgment. But for people that are all about the content um, for the enjoyment and then the trophies are just a bonus, that wouldn't factor into the price. So do you feel okay with a less than $1 platinum trophy in 20 minutes? Are you okay with that being on the store? Yeah, I mean, it's there for other people. It's not okay. no harm off my back if um, like other people have a 1,000 platinums or a, a million trophy points or whatever. That's, that's their own prerogative. Okay, cool. Yeah. I was just curious. It's like, I'm I'm not sure how I feel on it. Like, in some ways, it's like, well, does that devalue the Platinum Trophy? But it's not like the Platinum Trophy has any other real benefit aside from bragging rights anyway, so. I think that it's quality over quantity on Platinums. Yeah, yep. All right. So, that's not actually our topic of the week. Uh for, for those of you in the States, uh, so today's the third. Tomorrow is Independence Day for us. Uh, so I figured we would discuss our favorite indie games. Oh, that's the tie-in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we're going to go with a, a liberal definition of indie here. As long as you can make an argument for it, I'll take it. Because mm-hmm. indie games come in all sorts of flavors. You've got your you know, true indies, like the uh, you know insides of the world. You've got your large indie studios like insomniac and then you've got indie games that are not really indie like uh hotline miami is actually published by a publisher it's not actually self-published grow home a false indie right exactly and those are not technically indies but we'll count them for the sake of it uh so uh either of you want to start off 
Got any good indies you want to talk about? Transistor. That's yeah. the one that comes to my mind. Absolutely. Fantastic game. And Bastion uh, is good, perhaps equally as good, but I prefer Transistor personally. It's funny because I'm actually in the opposite direction. I prefer Bastion. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, I totally give that. Yeah. Um, totally give you that. Yep, yep. Uh, so both of those are pretty fantastic games made by the same developer, um, super giant games Mm -hmm. and they both have that uh narrator sort of thing going on though transistor the narrator so to speak is actually a character in the game Mm -hmm. uh well actually i guess that's true of bastion too but it's actually concurrent with the proceedings of the game whereas rather than retrospective yeah Uh, but but both play very well uh one's a third person action game with a uh fun sort of rpg system and then transistor is a pseudo strategy game so it's got Mm -hmm. like third person action elements where you can use all sorts of abilities or whatever but you can also freeze the game queue up a bunch of actions and then execute them really fast which i would call it a third person action game but it has that depth the sort of strategic depth like an rpg and that you can customize your character in a lot of ways and then it kind of goes into the like halfway into the final fantasy 12 scenario of like pre-planning your moves yeah um and it's kind of interesting because it's uh you can almost play the game entirely as a strategy game i mean technically Mm. you can only uh freeze the game for so long so at some point you have to actually run around and evade and fight normally at least for a short period of time. But uh, much of the game revolves around pre-planning and setting up. You, you unlock various abilities and you can link them together in various ways so that they modify. So you can take one ability that causes a uh, bouncy ball to come out and hit anything in its you know path or whatever. Mm. But you can fuse that with a something that shoots three shots or whatever. Mm. And then... By putting the two of those things together, you now have something that shoots three shots that ricochet and bounce off of stuff. And, yeah. yeah, and it so. had that sort of coding, like um, computer coders, uh, mm. sort of I don't know skin to it. The the thematic element. Oh yeah, uh, which made yeah. it kind of contemporary and cool in its own way. We can't talk about it for too long, but it's got us. It, um, they're making their third game coming up, Pyre, Pyre. and it's coming out this month. So. We're not, yes. We didn't choose it just to plug it, but um, it's worth keeping an eye out for. Yeah, so both of those are very good. Uh, did you have something you wanted to toss in, Ace? Oh, I don't have that many independent ones. I suppose one I keep meaning to get around to is um, one from Billy Goat Entertainment. <laughs> well, what is it? I guess, and no, it's not Goat Simulator. <laughs> that was going to be my guess. I was like, wait, who who made that game? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, this is uh, Her Majesty's Spiffing, The Empire Staggers Back. Oh, yes. Yep, I heard good things. Uh, yeah, that one came out at Christmas, and it's been on my um, to-do list to get a list, because I just thought it's just awesome to see so much awesome Britishness in uh, in a game. <laughs> just and so much humour. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I honestly have no no idea about it. I've heard of it, but I've not actually played it. So it's a it's a space game, but it's just got all the slang and ridiculousness of of good old British wit and humour. So it sounds um, fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> you know, um, if um, 
you know, the Brits will get it and any of the Americans that watched any of the BBC America stuff, you know, Red Dwarf yep. and that kind of stuff, you'll um you'll love it, I should think. Uh, <laughs> it's in that kind of vein. But um but very silly, you know, there's gonna be um stops for eleven zoos for a cup of tea and a chalky biscuit and mm-hmm. um yeah, all those all those fabulous jokes. I, I saw a video of it. Of, I've watched like a few seconds of it, and I thought, "Yep, I'm getting that." <laughs> and then just didn't didn't want to see the rest of the jokes because, um, yeah, wait, wait and play. It. Yeah, you don't want it to be spoiled. Yeah, um, I think that's the only sort of independent one I can think of off the top of my head. I, on, uh, must play something. <laughs> not not really independent ones, no, because I've got such a physical backlog to get through, and um, oh then I like to, and then I I tend to stick to series, so. You know, I, I get the next Lego game, I get the next Assassin's Creed game, I get the next, well, whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, unless there's a really good new IP that sort of drags me in, and a lot of them lately haven't anymore. I don't know why. They they used to drag me in, but, you know, Horizon Zero Dawn didn't didn't pull me in, and, um, you know, Resistance kind of uh, went a bit off off track I think in the later ones so yeah I mean I, it's something I need to do I need to look at the sales a bit more and have a look at the top rated indie games and, uh, well, and that just that means you have to you know pay more attention then yeah um, you obviously uh, Housemark is phenomenal mm. uh, another storied indie developer uh, they just released Next Machina they've got uh, god that game is coming out soon that I can't uh, Matterfall which is supposed to be coming out later this year, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, they're also okay. they're also quite famous for uh, Resogun, Super Stardust. Uh, was it uh, Dead Nation? Um, they even made. Uh, it's kind of funny that one of their least well-known games is still a phenomenal game, Outland. Yeah, right? I was just thinking of that. Yeah, it's it's a fantastic uh sort of uh action platformer metroidvania bit uh type game and uh it's interesting that such a uh, um such a game flies so far under the radar yet still fantastic because you know they just everything they make for the most part is solid even if it's not your favorite thing it's just usually very fun to play mm-hmm. you've got cool. um You've got your more uh, walking simulator simulator type games. Mm-hmm. You've got your What Remains of Edith Finch, yeah, uh, Gone Gone Home, which we've think, talked about before. Um, Edith Finch and Unfinished One, not technically indies because they're published by Sony, I think. Um, yeah, certainly made by an indie dev. True. Yep. Uh, it is. Both of those were. Um, it was part of a contract, and they know. Uh, well, what remains of Edith Finch was not actually published by Sony. It was published by somebody else. I can't remember mm-hmm. who off the top of my head, but whatever their deal was, it fell apart. So huh. that's why, if I'm not mistaken, what remains of Edith Finch is also on Xbox right now. Yeah, I think it might be. Um, I, I've no one uh, genuine indie. Um, that would be. Actually, no. I suppose it's not. Does is Curve Studios um, an indie publisher? Curve Studios because they make they make their own games and they also publish. But that makes them a publisher, I suppose. Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, you end up running into uh, a decent number of indie developers end up becoming publishers. If they mm-hmm. publish their own games, then they are technically an indie dev, right? Yeah. So, but that doesn't mean Absolutely. it's kind of like it's kind of like uh, like Double Fine. Mm. Uh, anything that Double Fine makes is technically an indie game, but um, they publish other things. I think they outgrow in the indie category, but yeah, ones that. Basically, yeah, that's true. Like, so what I was thinking of is Thomas was alone. Um, Mike Bithell came, and yes. when he began on PC, he made his own game and he published his own game, as far as I'm aware. Um, yeah. But in order to bring it to PlayStation platforms, he teamed up with Curve Studios, who um, ported it and published it. But they're like an indie partner, I guess. Um, yeah. So it's kind of an indie game, but not exactly. Indeed. One that I, um, another one I thought of, and this is very much an overlooked one, Papo and Yo. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of it? I've heard of it. I've not played it. Is this it a puzzle is, game? Uh, not exactly. It's more like a, um, an action adventure, like a simple action adventure, um, telling a story about um, a boy and his journey with his um, monster companion, shall we say. Yeah. Um, a lot of it is has been a lot of the true depth of the story is talked about in the pre-release um, media, but I don't want to spoil it in case someone wanted to go in blind. But it's yeah. definitely like it's an emotional journey, and it touches very deep and real themes um, in a similar way to Edith Finch, but on a much smaller budget, I think. But um, very much worth a look if you like games that touch on themes of the real world and more heavy themes indeed yeah i have heard that part too uh it's supposed to be quite an emotional game so uh fury was pretty fantastic that came out last year i believe Mm -hmm. uh or or maybe it was early this year maybe like february uh that was a pretty fantastic third person action boss rush type game actually Mm -hmm. came out just about a year ago came out uh july 5th of last year so that was a pretty phenomenal game. Um, I think I'm not going to talk about No Man's Sky. <laughs> <laughs> Most people would talk about Journey, even though it's published by Sony. Um, yes, that's definitely a winner. Firewatch, yeah, Firewatch is a phenomenal game. Mm-hmm. All right, well, I think we've listed a good number. Any of those are going to be great. Oh, uh, drink box games, uh, Severed and um, Guacamole. Oh yes, I really wanted to mention this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I almost forgot about those. Also fantastic games, both of them. I uh, would definitely recommend that you get them. Severed is on Vita now. Uh, it was a pretty fantastic game. I think I reviewed it for the site and gave it a pretty favorable score, if mm. I remember. Uh, it's also, also available very... on Nintendo platforms now. Yes. Uh, it is also a uh, pretty awesome Platinum. Like, I really enjoyed getting the Platinum in that one. Mm. So any uh, any last things you can think of before we move on? I'm thinking, I think Never Alone probably counts as an indie. Mm -hmm. I didn't play enough of it, but yeah, that definitely counts. I went through a lot of these uh, qualifying as indie games last year. Yeah, yeah. All right, so I think that's enough. Uh, You know, write all that stuff down, play every single one of them, get all of the trophies, and let us know what you thought of them. Uh, It's time for us to move on. we finally have a our 
PlayStation Plus games, which will be coming out tomorrow on July 4th. Uh, of course, these always publish like a couple hours or the following day after we post our podcast because, of course, it used to be that it posted like two hours before we went on and we could actually bring them with us, but not so much anymore. So for PS Plus coming out July 4th for PS4, we've got Until Dawn, which is 19 trophies, one platinum and a 1.41 ratio. And then you've got Game of Thrones, a telltale game series, 49 trophies, one platinum, and unsurprisingly, a 1.11 ratio. See, those are easy platinums worth playing. Yeah, absolutely. See, see, that's good quality money right there. Is Until Dawn easy then? It's $19 more. No, Until Dawn's more of a long journey, but I meant all the telltale games. If you want to just rack up a dozen platinums, play all the telltale games, and you actually get good, good gameplay out of it. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. Though Until Dawn is not a, a terribly difficult platinum at 1.41. So, And then for PS3, we've got Tokyo Jungle, 13 trophies, no platinum, a 2.38. Mm, quite a, and then, a bit of a difficult one. Uh, actually, the rest of the list is uh, quite difficult. Oh, here we uh, go. Dark, Dark Stalker's Resurrection is 20 trophies, no platinum, and a 2.49 ratio. Mm. And then finally on Vita, you've got Elemental, which is spelled with a 4. E L E M E N T four L because of course who why would you want people to find your game? They should have put threes in the middle. I know, right? Just to mess with everybody. Uh, so t- that's going to be twelve trophies, no platinum, and a two point nine four ratio. Oh, it's and, even even tougher. Less trophies, higher ratio. Yep. And don't die, Mister Robot, which is cross by with PS four. Thirteen trophies, no platinum, and a two point four four ratio. So the PS4 games, for the most part, relatively easy. The rest and of the very list, good games. And very good games. And the rest of the list, pretty difficult. Tokyo Jungle's not a bad game. It's just no. a bit niche. <laughs> Worth yeah, looking into. It was a little before I jumped back into PlayStation games, so that one is one that I missed, but I've heard people talk fondly of it. If you are not bothered about starting new games on your account or you want to play on a different account, you can like jump in and see what's going on and then get really confused and then leave, if you like. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it's not a bad game to mess around in for a little bit just to see what it's all about. All right, and now it is time for Popular Trophies. Right, ah, okay. The top 50 popular trophies this week um, on July 3rd. Well, the uh, chart has well and truly crashed this week, as we expected it would. Ba, ba, ba. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, um, guess which remake's coming up? Yeah, I think I think we predicted this, or I think Random predicted this. Um, but first, we have to say goodbye to Hitman, Killing Floor Two, Life is Strange, Next Machina, and Horizon Zero Dawn mm-hmm. as replacing them. Uh, yep, we have only four entries; they're all new. Um, oh, that's good. In at number four, before we get to um, the topical one, we do have the, I think this was the game we were talking about earlier, 1,000 top rated. Is it the Five game? star, 1,000 top rated. What's it called, yeah. Um, <laughs> at spot 20, I am the puzzle starter theta. 380 wins plus 21 other trophies in the top half 50. Half the list almost. So almost, yeah, almost half the list. Uh, yeah, 380 wins, which um, yeah, is about 
think that's about the amount of people that uh, I've got the game um, oh. on two trophies anyway. As a quick thing, I don't know if this is back up on the store. Theoretically, this is supposed to go back up on the store. It was pulled, so I haven't actually checked on that. My, my bad. But uh, once they fix the offending material, uh, it was supposed to go back up on the store. Mm-hmm. So if you want an easy platinum, there you go. <laughs> yeah. So let's see how um how that goes. I don't think I've yeah, seen right. it back yet. I'm certainly not finding anything by what it was called before. I don't think there are uh, twenty two trophies, so it's all all of them are on the list on the top fifty. Yeah. Yeah, that's all of them. They're all squeezed in there, so you'd imagine if there was probably more, it they might have fed up even more of the uh, oh, chart. <laughs> uh, so um, According, so, according to True Trophies, this game has been removed from the PSN store. So yeah, it is that's still what we said. It's yeah, it still, still, still appears not to be up. Yeah. At least at the time of this podcast. Um, yes. Uh, recording. Yeah. Okay. So moving on. At number three, um, this is probably going to fit a pattern here. Crash Bandicoot Warped at spot thirteen. Taking the scenic route, 602 wins plus two other trophies in the top 50. Mm-hmm. Compare that with, could you guess it's what's at spot number two? It, um, top 1001? <laughs> no. Yeah. Crash Bandicoot 2, Cortex Strikes Back, is at spot number two. Uh, uh, sorry, it's spot number 10 in the, um, in the list. A road less travelled. 843 wins, plus six other trophies in the top 50. Uh-huh. Leaving us at uh, spot number one. The It's going to be Crash Bandicoot Spin Doctor. Spot one, 2,788 wins, plus 17 other trophies in the top 50. Mm. So less yeah. than a quarter of uh, gamers got to the third game in the same. Yep. But yeah. Something uh, like that. Yeah, twenty eight hundred wins is pretty substantial. That uh, is, that is a lot of people that played that game. In fairness, though, the um the trilogy's been getting pretty good reviews. Yes, yep, that's what I've been hearing. That's good to know. They it's, did a good uh, job. I, I think it's kind of interesting. I, I I wonder if it says something about the demographic of the site and the people that use it. All, all of us appear to be of a certain age, I guess. <laughs> Nah, I think we're forever young, all of us, aren't we? When it comes to gaming, yeah. Hey, you know, he means old enough to remember the original. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I was not even so old that you're old, but just like it's it's a nineties ish thing, and it's one of those well, people are a certain age with a certain disposable income and buying these games. So there you are. Yeah. Congratulations, True Trophies. <laughs> this, is what you, this is what you've done to us. Yeah. Mind you, I'd say out of the... So, taking Crash Bandicoot, 2,889 track gamers on the site have picked up the game and got it on their trophy card. Yep. No one has yet completed it, according to that, which is a bit weird, mm-hmm. because it does say that there's a platinum has been unlocked by 51 track gamers, so I don't know if there's a bit of a delay there in it updating or unless there's something else that's not oh because there's an add-on lost treasures that's what it is 
I don't know where that's coming. If that's coming later, or if that's... Well, I have to imagine it's in there. Yeah, well, it's yeah, it comes up as DLC. So perhaps we're still waiting uh, on that. But still, anyway, only only um only fifty one gamers so far have done like the first platinum bit of the game. So it's, okay. uh, it's probably still quite. I mean, I, I don't have to go back years years now, but I remember it being quite difficult. But then I was <laughs> so young at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean. Just playing that little bit in Uncharted was enough for me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, and it, it definitely... Spoiler it's funny because I... <clears throat> sorry. No, it's, um, it's years old now. Yeah, so... But I, I played that part and I was like, oh man, I remember this. This was so clunky. And then they did the Parappa uh, remaster and I played the demo for that and I was like, yeah, this is pretty clunky. And so now I don't know that I want to play this. Because even if you fix the controls, like the, I don't know that the, the game was that well designed. <laughs> well, it's, you know, yeah, it's all the, since all the changes and you know game saves and chapters and control yeah. schemes and yeah, it was one of those platformers. You just you, you got near the end of the level and there was this one jumping bit and you fell and then you go right back to the beginning or something and you would just. It was a controller launcher, wasn't it? That that kind of era, wasn't it, with the platformers? Yeah, definitely. Sort of frustrating platformer. But I don't know if in the remake they've altered that very much, but judging by this so far, it's not looking. <laughs> yeah. Not not encouraging much. on that one. <laughs> so I I pulled up the drop, and I'm just going to run through it real quick, just so we can take a stab at next week. We've got. Uh, Energy Cycle coming out on 7.7 7 for uh, the Vita. Uh, Two Tales of Adventure, uh, Ninja Usagimaru. I totally butchered the crap out of that. Just pick the good ones. <laughs> uh, Save the Ninja Clan, Speedrunners, That's You, and Toby the Secret Mine. And that's it. That's all that's coming out. There's, there is no like speedrunners. Looks like it's probably going to be the uh, the big release. So, so basically, it'll just be the PS Plus games. Yep, yep. That's exactly what's going to game happen. of thrones. Yeah, I think that's going to dominate, and then uh, people are going to loop back around. And actually, it may not be the Telltale. I, I mean, I think that's the easier trophy, but I think more people will be interested in Until Dawn. Yeah, there will be a lot of people starting both definitely. Yeah, so I, I, that's my guess is it's going to be the two of them dominating most of the chart, uh, as well as the five star top rated one thousand whatever making a comeback if it ends up back on the store. Yeah, yeah, and that's going to hang on there like a cancer uh, for probably a couple of weeks. <laughs> uh, I don't know that that mayor one. Well, I don't think it did more than a week. Yeah. Oh, maybe maybe you're right. Who knows? We'll see. I think everyone kind of gets that out of their system rather quick. <laughs> Till the next yeah, one, this... anyway. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, what have you guys been up to? What have you been playing? Anything of interest? Nothing there. No. <laughs> see, he went and he got a regular full-time job like the rest of us, and now he doesn't have time to play games. <laughs> well, I have to commute a long way, I'll say. 
Yeah, don't worry. I totally understand that. I don't know how I find time to play video games myself. So. Yeah. That's perfect featuring time, isn't it? <laughs> uh, no, not if I'm driving. Oh, you're driving. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Again, I feel you on that. Get an Uber. <laughs> if, I was, if I was taking public transit for an hour, that is great Vita time. Driving for an hour, not the same thing. Mm. Um, I did end up playing a little bit of Ultra Chess or Chess Ultra or whatever. It seems nice. It, it has a, as a chess game, it does the whole thing way better than whatever that last, last chess game was that, I don't know, perfect chess or, or something. Uh, but it's got all the features you could certainly expect from it. And uh, you can play sort of asynchronously. You can play online with strangers, all the major features, play against the computer, play uh, puzzle type things and whatnot. So, but I guess that's about it. Uh, I'm probably going to play more Next Machina soon. And a friend of mine is trying to talk me into Final Fantasy fourteen. So that yeah, that's too long. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I I've already said that if I'm going to play it, it's going to be one of those things that I'm going to have like a hard cap. I can only play so many hours a week. So that I don't lose my life and never play anything else ever again. So, all right. And then uh, we're just going to wrap up real quick. Uh, so we did a poll last week. Uh, and then I'm probably going to do a poll this week and put in some of our top picks for your favorite indie game for uh, the poll this week. And you can put in some feedback there. Uh, but last week I asked, which stat do you primarily chase on TT? Uh, so we have completion percentage, overall completions, true trophy score, trophy level, platinums, overall ratio, number of trophies, or other. Uh, completion percentage made up a vast majority at uh, nearly 43%. Uh, and then it was followed by true trophy score was 21% tied with other. And then uh, platinums was only 7% tied Aha. with overall completions. Take that. Platinum ha, abusers. Yeah. Uh, one person actually, uh, so Chef Mole said that he is, he he picks whatever his lowest stat is and goes for that, which I thought was a, kind of a clever way of doing that. And that after, the new, after the new badge update, I took a look at mine and I kind of feel compelled to do the same thing. So thanks for the idea. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then, uh, so... That's going to be a wrap. Remember, sign up for the Alphabet Challenge. Uh, make sure that you subscribe on YouTube, on iTunes, on the site, on Google Play. Um, you can follow us at True Trophies on Mega Brand Zero, uh, Aces, Ace Solo, McLeod. And I think that's going to be it for us. Thanks for listening. Have fun, and we'll see you soon. See you around. See ya.